Hi, welcome to Motherhood Every Kind of Way. We want to take a closer look at the journeys of women after and through motherhood. Hey guys, Magda here. Just a reminder, if you like our podcast and want to hear more conversation from women carving out unique paths after and through motherhood, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and connect with Motherhood Every Kind of Way on social media. In today's episode, I talk with India. India is an aesthetician and makeup artist turned stay-at-home mom and blogger. She shares her passion of beauty and motherhood through her blog called Lipstick and Laundry. Hi, India. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to be chatting uh, with you today. And thank you so much for agreeing to be on our podcast. Yeah, thank um, you. I'm so excited to be talking with you. I mean, we see each other like on Instagram mm-hmm. all the time. I know. I know. Yeah. That's, that's probably my favorite thing about Instagram is meeting other moms and then uh, getting to know, you know, their experiences. Um, so I wanted you to tell us um a little bit more about yourself as a mother and how you changed after um after you became a mother yeah so well i became a mother at 17 so i was very young and i was like a cheerleader soccer player before that still in high school so i just had to like grow up really quickly um mm-hmm. so i've definitely changed a lot <laughs> just because i had to um i had to learn how to not be a selfish, a selfish teenager, um, and adjust to the motherhood role. So I guess motherhood has changed me because, you know, you just have to learn how to be there for other people and Mm -hmm. it's not all about you anymore. And, um, I, I was definitely a very shy, quiet teenager. Um, maybe not like around my friends, but, around like strangers and I was very like quiet kept to myself so I've definitely changed a ton that way just throughout the years um you know speaking up more I mean you have to when you're a mom you have to speak up for your children and so I've definitely changed a lot that way um and just you know becoming more confident in myself I think and it's still like something that I'm working on but again like as a mom you just have to be confident in yourself that you know what you're doing even if you really don't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's, it's almost like half of the success, right? Right. Um, You, you give yourself a pep talk and you say like, I know what I'm doing. Right. Um, Exactly. So, and you now have three beautiful children. Yes, I have three, which is so wild. (laughs) You make it so, you make it look so easy in the four Oh my gosh, I hear that all the time and I'm like, oh, I hope I'm like not coming off wrong because it's not easy. Um, I mean, I've learned how to make it easier. Like the, I just remember like the first couple weeks of having three I mean every time you add a new baby you're just like what is going on but um yeah the first like couple weeks of having three it's like you're like I don't have enough arms but I've definitely got it down now like our routines Mm -hmm. and stuff yeah and you know um I actually have quite a few friends with uh with with three kids and I was reading an article recently that um said that moms of three uh, are the most stressed out moms, <laughs> but it's so funny. I believe it. it. Yeah, you know, 
again, you know, it's only yeah. it's, uh, half yeah. of the picture that we see. Right. But the moms that I know, I find them so confident. Well, I feel and, like you just have to be just because it's like there's no messing around. It's like, okay, everybody has to like know where they are, know what they're doing or else it's just not going to work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, I know growing up in Poland, um, you know, becoming pregnant early or, mm-hmm. you know, in your teenagers was such a taboo. I mean, I come from a small town in Poland about, I think there's 50 people, 50,000 people now, um, that live in that little town. How, how was that experience for you? Cause you lived in Chicago or can you tell us yeah, a little so bit more I, about that experience? I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago and that's still mm-hmm. where I am. So it, um, it was hard. I feel like no matter where you are, it's just going to be hard because it's mm-hmm. unexpected. Like, um, and you just have like all eyes on you. So that was really difficult, but I wish that I could have like seen it in a bigger picture to know, like, it's not that big of a deal to care, you know, if somebody's staring at you or mm-hmm. giving you a bad look because you're just going to go about your life without right. those people anyways. Um, so honestly, and like nobody ever said anything to my face or anything like that. I guess it was just, maybe it was just within myself, just like feeling a little uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. I got past it. Um, I stayed, in, so I was in my junior year when I got pregnant and I uh, went for a while while I was pregnant and then I got very uncomfortable And then for my senior year, I ended up doing a program where you go into the school for a couple couple hours a day Mm -hmm. and you can finish more quickly. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did. And I like finished within three months and then I was able to be home with my daughter. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think I would have done it the same way, being able to like get it done faster, I think was Mm -hmm. definitely like the best idea. I would have been miserable being in a class, you know, with having Mm -hmm. a baby, Um, but yeah, I think just like if anybody ends up being pregnant and young, especially like in high school, to just honestly just not even worry about like what people think of you because you mm-hmm. know who you are and it really doesn't matter. They're not like a part of your life. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're, it's your life and you're going to live it. And, right. Um, and you know you know, the best way to do it. That's amazing. That's so inspiring. Um, You know, one thing that I definitely noticed, um, you know, here in the U.S. as compared to Poland is that there are a lot of workarounds around the system. Um, So that, you know, the fact that you were able to, um, you know, to finish school in in a faster program, that's just amazing. I think that, you know, and, and again, you know, I'm, I grew up in Poland, you know, 15 or 13 years ago. So the times were also different. Um, But I think that was also the scary part for, um, I had a couple of friends that got pregnant early uh, or earlier than expected. expected, Mm -hmm. And that was their biggest fear. Like now my life is going to end uh, because there weren't really any special programs for them to. Yeah. um, Yeah. I'm very thankful. Our, my school was, um, very supportive and that's wonderful. helped me into that program to be able to finish. I mean, because there's also the option of finishing with a GED, but I definitely wanted to get my high school diploma and being able mm-hmm. to do that program and finish was such a relief. Um, and there's also 
Um, there's also a program called Teen Parent Connections that's in our area that's just really good for supporting young moms. And I think people just need to take time to look for those programs and accept right. the help because mm-hmm. it is out there, especially I know in our area, there's definitely people out there that are willing to help. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. It sounds yeah. like you just, you grew up in a very supportive community. Uh, so that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm very thankful. <laughs> um, and so how old are your kids now? So At- their birthdays are in May and June. So this coming May, my daughter, my oldest will be eight, and then mm-hmm. my son will be four, and my youngest will be two. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I saw your comment on um, on Julian's birthday post. So Julian just turned two, and mm-hmm. then my Adrian is five, uh, which is such fun, such fun age. Yeah, I know. I love the two-year-old age. Uh, the four-year-old age is the hardest. <laughs> yes, you know, I feel like we'll still. You know, it kind of started for us at age of three, yeah. <laughs> and we're still in the trenches of, yeah. I don't know what you want to call it, but I, I feel, you know, every season comes with its own challenges. Right, it definitely um, does. It's, yeah, even like my eight-year-old, she's she's a really good kid, but there's just times where she acts like a teenager, and I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um. India, uh, tell me, are there any societal or cultural messages about motherhood um, that you find frustrating and how would you like to see them changed? Yeah, and I think this just goes along with what we were talking about earlier is more just like not judging young moms and just being very mm-hmm. supportive of each other. Um, I try really hard to reach out to people that I know that are you know, young or don't have a lot of support to be there for them and I feel like more people need to be, especially other moms. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like if I see somebody in the store, I definitely just like make comments to like try and lift mm-hmm. them up or just be there for other people, especially young moms. I guess I haven't maybe met, you know, a lot of young moms, but just in general, like being kind to other moms, yeah. no matter what they're doing. Right. Um, you know, I'm sure uh, uh, sometimes, you know, there are, at least a few instances where people saw me like being really hard on my kids or even mm-hmm. like yelling at my kids in public and I've never felt like you know judged or like I've never even seen people like look at me mm-hmm. and so I I love that because you know being a parent being a mom is so hard and you're right. just getting to see that like you know three seconds of their lives right yeah exactly like yeah. just support them and just be kind. Right, right? just be kind, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love that you're doing, um, you know, that you're doing that based on your own experiences because I feel like definitely, you know, moms with less support, um, you know, are the ones who need it, need it the most right. from strangers and exactly. the community. Yeah. Exactly. If you could describe um, your absolute... Uh, dream motherhood what would it look like so I was thinking about this question and just um to be honest like the best like if I could think like oh my gosh this would just make a, a game changer it would be if my kids listened the first time I said something <laughs> wow yeah you know you and I I, uh, I keep to I keep 
I keep saying this to everyone I literally meet. Yeah, and um, honestly, going with that is if they understood that my answer is not just being mean, but I'm seeing mm-hmm. like the whole picture of the situation and not just this tiny moment that they're focused on. Yeah, and it's especially mm-hmm. hard for my oldest. She's just like, well, why are you saying that? Why do you like? Why are you being like that? And I'm like, trust me, I'm trying to make the best decision for everyone for you know Mm -hmm. the bigger picture not just this moment absolutely (laughs) so do you have um do you have like a special tool that you use to make your kids listen (laughs) or Uh, I feel like my kids don't listen that well to me (laughs) um my kids don't listen to me and I feel uh, like yeah I don't know you know all the kids around just listen better than mine right so um Honestly, it's like at the end of the day, I'll tell my husband, I'll be like, you need to say exactly what I just said so that they'll listen. <laughs> and, <laughs> and do they listen to your husband? More? Yes. And he doesn't understand it. He's like, well, why can't you just do it? I'm like, I did like five times. It's something about like the man, the dad voice that like gets them to do it. But um, even yesterday, my daughter was upset that I called her in because, you know, it was so nice yesterday. She wanted to play with her friends. And she was like, well, all the other moms are letting their kids play outside and they're not out there with them. And I was like, okay, but our house is set up differently. I can't see you. I'm not going to do that. You need to come in while I cook dinner. And she was so upset with me. And so I just said, okay, if you're going to be upset, just, you know, that's fine. You're allowed to be upset, but go to your room and be upset because, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to cook dinner right now. So I'm trying to just be more patient with them not understanding and just tell Mm -hmm. them like it's okay if you don't get it but I'm I know that I'm making the right decision Mm -hmm. right that's that's what I what I said what I asked you to do and and you gotta listen yeah it's definitely a struggle uh you know in our home also um especially now you know my five-year-old is very defiant like he aside from just always asking why why but why but Mm -hmm. why but why um (laughs) He doesn't like to listen, and um, it, it, it takes a few tries for him to actually listen, by which time I'm already, like, very, oh, yeah, you know, thin on my patience. Mm-hmm. But I've also noticed, and I don't know, it's probably, you know, somewhere in the middle where my two-year-old, um, and, you know, he has a right. He's two years old. He does not need to listen to everything. Right. Um, but I feel like, gosh, if you were only, you know, giving, yeah. setting up a good example. I know. I say that all the like, time. <laughs> I say that all the time. I'm like, you guys, she's watching you. You need to set a good example. Oh, my gosh. I love, you know, I love that. This is another reason why I absolutely love to talk to other moms because it makes yeah. me feel it less alone. It validates you, even, yeah. Yes, even in, in, in silly situations like your kids not listening to you um it's you know it just makes me feel better right like you're not alone yes (laughs) (laughs) I I love that um you know and it's very interesting how you know we ask this question about absolute dream of motherhood and a lot of the answers are are very down to earth very very real like just Mm -hmm. change something in my reality to make my life easier as mom, like mine was um, to have my family around so that they, yeah. my kids can have a relationship right. with them yeah. and and we can have, you know, a little bit of help. Um, I understand so that. I love that. Do you guys yeah. have family living around? or? I have my immediate family, my parents and siblings, um, and then my husband's 
whole family lives in the Chicagoland area, so we have a ton of support from them as well. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. That's that's so that's my dream. Right. <laughs> yeah, I totally understand that. India, what do you do well? What really works for you? And do you have a superpower as a mom? That question was hard for me because mm-hmm. I'm like, what do I do good? I don't know. <laughs> um, I've heard that I'm patient, which I'm like, am I really? But I've kind of heard mm-hmm. it from a couple of people. So I'm like, okay, maybe I am patient. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess to me, it's like, oh, I've you know, I was patient, I was patient, I was patient, and then I wasn't patient, and then I'm like, okay, then I'm not, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My son just walked up. He's supposed oh. to be taking a nap. <laughs> um, hi. Can you say hi? Hi. <laughs> hi. But I honestly, I think what I do best is, I guess, I guess I do have patience, and that mm-hmm. just kind of comes with having to be, you know, mm-hmm. and then also just kind of silly is I've been I've learned how to get in and out of the car really well you know with three kids like (laughs) that was my biggest challenge like when I had three kids kids, I was like how am I supposed to do this you know but and now I I can do it I take all three kids with me Mm -hmm. pretty much anywhere so yeah that's my superpower I guess (laughs) I remember being so scared you know when Julian was born and how I wonder if I ever be able to get anywhere on time with two kids, right. like fully dressed and fed and just presentable. Well, and, I'm know, not on time. I have to be honest. Ever since having three, it's like my time timing has just been terrible. And I just kind of have to like give myself grace because when I was growing yes. up, um, I grew up with a lot of siblings and, you know, we were usually running late and I was like, this will never be me. And then once I had three, (laughs) I'm like always late and I'm just like, okay, fine. You know, I I tried. It's all right. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's one of these things where, you know, I think about my mom and the way she did certain things. And I would, you know, and I said, like, I would I'm never going to do this, you know, as a mom. And now I'm a mom and, you know, I sure call my mom and say, like, I'm sorry I ever right you. <laughs> exactly <laughs> mm-hmm. um and yeah i love hearing about other women's um self-care routine and how they take care of of themselves outside of motherhood what do you do so i think it's the like little simple things honestly mm-hmm. like one of my biggest things is i try to drink a lot of water i think that makes me feel like a totally different person yes and um when i wake up in the morning i try to just like have a big glass of water and i also mm-hmm. have like one of those reusable starbucks like tumblers yes, that i fill I up too. all day <laughs> yeah i do too <laughs> right i have the same one and um here you go oh i'm sorry <laughs> no uh-uh. and um so I just try to constantly have that with me, and it just helps me, I don't know, I just feel so much more energized drinking my ice water all day. And then I also have been going to, like, a mom workout class, and mm-hmm. when I do that, like, at least once a week, it just feels so good. And as going with that, I also try to do yoga. I love yoga, and I wish I had more time for it, but... Um, yes. And... I'm sometimes like, oh, well, I can't go to a class. And then I just have to think more openly, okay, but how can I still do yoga? It's, you know, Mm -hmm. go on YouTube and find a video to do. And so I do that too. And I don't do all these things like very well all the time, but Mm -hmm. 
they, I feel like just taking time to go to one workout class a week is huge or just to like do one YouTube video of Mm -hmm. yoga, just to like zen myself down. It feels really well. It feels really good. And then, um, I also am like huge on skincare. So when I like do my own, you know, when I, before I go to bed, if I take time to wash my face, do a mask, do the serum, all that Mm -hmm. stuff, I'm just like, oh, this is me. This feels good. You know? Yes. Yeah, I can, I can totally relate. And it's probably just, you know, becoming a mom where, um, you know, I had to, I had to change my self-care routine and I, you know, I'm not a big fan of the self-care, you know, word, but, um, I feel like, you know, the common understanding around that is that it's something that fills our cup. Um, and ever since I became a mom, it's, as you described, you know, it's the little things whenever I can fit them throughout the day. Um, and it actually is, it, for me, it's very helpful. Like when I know that I'm going to have a long, hard day without my husband here, I try to set like five, seven minutes here and there, um, you know, to, to put my makeup on or to remove my makeup, put a mask on. And it's just, it's such a game changer. And I love to hear that other moms are doing that also. Right. Yeah. No, that makes a huge difference. Just, you know, Mm -hmm. taking those extra 10 minutes a day to yourself. And is there a topic related to motherhood or, you know, relationships or life after becoming a mom that you wish we talked about more yes and um I actually have two answers for this and one of them is actually before you even have your baby Mm -hmm. I wish that hospitals and just resources in general talked a lot more about women being prepared for c-sections even if there is no possible like if you think oh I have a super healthy pregnancy I'm you know everything's fine I won't end up with one I think there's always a chance and I wish more people were prepared for it because I've talked with so many other moms who've had C-sections who, you know, have this similar story to the same as my first where they didn't know what to expect and they didn't know what Mm -hmm. they were able to, you know, speak up about or change. And I just wish, you know, as a lot of us do like the breathing for pushing classes Mm -hmm. that there was just education on, c-sections and what you are allowed to like speak up about and you know just be more informed with that Mm -hmm. and does that stem from your own experience yeah that's from my Mm -hmm. own experience because my first was an emergency and then I was almost just like oh I so wish I could have a v-back you know for my second Mm -hmm. and I couldn't and then I just kind of had to figure out okay well this is like I'm I'm just a mom that has to have c-sections and that's not necessarily a bad thing Mm -hmm. you know once I turn the way I look at it and I need to like learn how to I even wrote like a blog post on it like be in charge of it and know what I can yeah right Mm -hmm. what what I can change because you know even like little things like you have to have your arms strapped down um I think especially when it's an emergency but you don't you honestly can ask like please don't strap my arms down you know just like little Mm -hmm. things like that where I you know, you only know once you've experienced it and you can look back Mm -hmm. and say, oh, wait, I didn't know that I didn't have to do this or this could have been different. So if we just talked about it more, shared experiences, then if a mom, you know, was had to have an unexpected C-section, they would know what to expect. 
I yeah, I love that. You know, honestly, I maybe there are moms, you know, out there who um, who are preparing to give birth and they have a C-section plan, you know, in their hand. Like that just doesn't happen, you know. It, right. It's not talked about enough. Like what we're going in is, you know, at least the first baby. Then with the second one, you know, you just kind of have to go with the flow. But the first right. one, you have a birth plan. Like what right. you're gonna do? Which you're. It's so out of your control. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it is. But I, I, I love that you that you bring that topic because I think it is very, very important. I know myself. You know, I did not have C-sections, but I have a ton of mom friends who had C-sections, and a lot of them were just shocked. Because right, you have no idea what to expect, mm-hmm. and there's so many that just never think they'll be in that situation. But how are you supposed to know? Birth is so unexpected; it just unexpected, you know is what right. it is, and you have to mm-hmm. learn how to go with it. And the second thing that I think needs to be talked about more is postpartum anxiety. I personally had it after having my first and that showed up as me being like completely fearful of a ton of things happening to her and I didn't know why I was feeling this way and it was honestly really scary and I didn't tell anyone about it so I think being a first-time mother also being super young I had no idea what I was doing what I was going through and I didn't know how to talk about it so I feel like if I would have known that it was something that people went through, then I would have felt comfortable saying that to somebody that I was feeling that way. And then I actually didn't really, I don't remember experiencing it with my second, but then with my third, I also had postpartum anxiety, but it showed up differently. And it showed up as just, you know, juggling three kids. It's like so stressful sometimes, especially when one is a newborn and so I just kind of had like all day anxiety about am I doing good enough just kind of presenting itself um, in all different ways and then by that point I did know that it was what it was what I was dealing with and that it was normal and I actually was able to start talking to somebody about it which helped a ton so I need to be better at speaking about it myself I honestly um don't know how to go about it on like social media sometimes just because I'm still finding my way of like being open and honest to like share my stories but it's something that I have thought about a lot talking about online so that other moms can know that it is normal and a lot of people go through it and that talking to somebody would help a ton so that's what I did um starting with my when I had my third pretty much right I think, so she was born in June, and then, like, September, when my kids went back to school, I started seeing someone and talking to her about my anxiety, and it helped a ton, and I would highly recommend talking to somebody if you're feeling the same way. So I know I said this was the last question, but there's actually, I just wanted to ask you about your blog, because you have a blog, and I want you to tell us a little bit more about it. And I see your son there. He's <laughs> yeah. so cute. I love He's how real cookies. this is because this is mom life, yeah. like real mom life. And I love that. Uh, so my blog is called Lipstick and Laundry Blog. And I started yep. it 
right before I had my third and I guess I've seen other people have blogs and I was like oh that's so cool that's so cool and I was like wait it's like you know anybody can have a blog so mm-hmm. like you know why not just start one and um I try to talk about motherhood and just kind of my experiences and my mm-hmm. opinions and then also bring in like beauty because that's what like that's the non-motherhood side of me is just I love skincare and I love makeup mm-hmm. um, and a lot of what I do has actually fallen into more of the motherhood just because that's my everyday um, but I you know I would love to talk about beauty a lot more than I do and I have to I'm wanting to find the time to do that I, I love following um, you know following you and your family on Instagram and, and reading your blog and I love your trunk club try on oh, uh, sessions um <laughs> actually i'm sure lynette is going to find it interesting because she had introduced me um you know to trunk club or she had mentioned that uh to me um so i know other mom other moms are uh, using that also yeah um, i actually have um a friend from we're not we never were like really good friends but you know good acquaintances from high school mm-hmm. who works at the trunk club in Chicago and she was like oh I'd love to like style you and you know it was just so much fun to like get that box and I was like oh this is totally me I love this yeah that's <laughs> awesome that's that's what I keep hearing and yeah. I, I and I want to try it out maybe after summer when we come back from our summer vacation I'm gonna give it a try um yeah, but India, thank you so much. I don't have any other questions. Thank you so much for taking yeah, no, the time. Yeah, no, I'm so excited to be doing this. So thank you so much. I actually listen to podcasts all the time just mm-hmm. because it's like the easiest thing to do when you're a mom and doing yes. a million other things. So I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing your experience. Thank you so much for dedicating your time and listening to us. The moms you hear from on our podcast are encouraged to speak honestly and unapologetically about their experiences and choices. But the stories and points of view heard here do not reflect any official view of our podcast. We hope that being a part of these conversations will encourage all of us to turn towards ourselves and embrace motherhood our kind of way. Please follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Motherhood Every Kind of Way or email us at MotherhoodEveryKindOfWay at gmail.com. And a special thanks to Bea Serene for letting us use your beautiful music. Mm-hmm.